morning, everybody, and welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show podcast that we do every Wednesday. Today is May 17, 2023, and we welcome any listeners and viewers that might be watching this in the future. I'm Harvey Freed, and we have a great panel today. I'll introduce the panel, starting with my left side, Lisa Lawson. Good morning, Lisa. Morning, everybody. And John Kolb. What's up, everybody? Both with, of course, Capital Mortgage Funding, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, and lots of knowledge. And of course, we welcome our special guest, Jennifer Zardes. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Jennifer's fantastic. She's wearing a wonderful hat, and she is with Caldwell Banker in the Birmingham office. She's an associate broker. Jen, I even forget how we even hooked up. And most recently, uh, we we got to talking, and of course, you and John have known each other for a long time, but nothing like having professional real estate agents and mortgage people to discuss this marketplace now. And truly what's been going on for the last couple of years, the inventory has been absolutely nothing, which leads to people making crazy decisions and sometimes very good decisions. Um, so I'll start off just by saying, Jennifer, um, tell us what you got going on in the local community. Of course, I know you work the Tri-County area. Just give us a little background here, a couple minutes of really what you got going on and what you see in the marketplace here locally in Southeast Michigan. All right. Thanks so much, Harvey. Um, right now, I'm working with buyers, lots of buyers, because we don't have as many sellers as we all know. Our inventory is low. So working with buyers is a challenge as well, because with limited inventory, lots of buyers, guess what happens? The same thing that's been going on since 2020. Multiple offers, many people vying for the same house. Who's going to get it? Who's going to be the winner? Who's going to rate the strongest offer? And sometimes that comes down to who does have a really good qualification in it. Capital Mortgage, you are the people to come to first to start this whole process. So that's basically what I have in my hopper right now. All different kinds of price ranges. I've been doing this for 30 years. So there's not really an area that I haven't been in before, all the way from Brighton, where Lisa has to go to pretty soon, to you know St. Clair Shores, to Utica. My core business is, is up and down the Birmingham Corridor, uh, Royal Oak, uh, Pleasant Ridge, Ferndale, all up here, Troy. You know, Bloomfield Hills, Auburn Hills, Waterford. Um, I did a lot of business in Flint and Orion, uh, Clarkston a couple of years ago, because that's just where the buyers are going. They couldn't find it in this area. We kept moving out, moving out, moving out. And then all of a sudden we're up in Flint. <laughs> nothing, okay. like drive, nothing like driving around to 20 different homes and not even them making an offer sometimes. It's really tough out there on a lot of agents that have never seen this and have to navigate today's uh, marketplace. Alisa, what do you got going on today? And give us a little insight on what uh, Jennifer just said. Yeah, so um, I'm going out to a closing out in Brighton for a previous client who has decided to upgrade his home. And in the interim, um, after looking and looking, um, his brother decided to buy his house. So he's selling his home to his younger brother and the older brother's upgrading. So it's an opportunity for me to see them both and and I'll be heading that way. Um, unfortunately, I just got an update that traffic's a little bad, so I'm going to be signing off here in a couple of minutes. But we always love to attend our closings, um, especially for first-time home buyers in case there's questions. Um, you know, sometimes it can be daunting. There's a lot of paperwork, and um, even though we've all done it before a million times and we think no big deal, when it's the first time you're doing it, it can be overwhelming. We want to make sure that we're there and can help them out. John Cole, what do you got? I agree with Lisa that the uh, the Michigan national bird is out, the orange cone, and yeah. it is brutal to get out to the uh, 
Novi Brighton side of town. So uh, careful driving and uh, good luck to you. But, you know, I, I want to just go back to what Jennifer said in saying that, you know, it really does depend on who you work with. We had an offer accepted yesterday and the listing agent called me and said, who I've known, we, we I've done uh, deals with her when she's selling homes. We've got multiple buyers that have closed together. And she called me and she said, hey, John, I want you to know that this offer was accepted because your pre-approval was in the file. And um, that makes me feel really good. Um, that makes me feel good about what I do, what we do as a company, uh, because it does matter. There's a lot of lenders out there. And just like any industry, there's good lenders and there's bad lenders. And I'm never going to talk negatively about a good lender because I, you know, I have respect for our industry and I want to make sure that everybody does well and, and does things the right way. But if you get a bad lender out there and their their rocket ship is crashing to the ground, you know what? You know, you just need to make sure that you jump ship and get with somebody who's going to really take care of you like family. And that's what Jennifer does with her clients. I've, you know, I know that from experience. She's just an amazing person, fun to be around and is out there for uh, looking out to make sure that they're doing a good job. Jen, I'll jump in real quick and just say this. One of the biggest consequences of this wonderful refinance boom that we had in 20 with the pandemic is that these would-be buyers today are struggling to even find a new house. So as much as everyone wants to get into the marketplace, as we've seen homes appreciate, these low interest rates have desensitized. the, uh, really got the motivation, let's just use, I'm not going to use that big of a word, the motivation of sellers just isn't there. Um, as folks want to maybe downsize, it's just dollar-wise doesn't make sense to maybe walk away from an interest rate that could be 3.5% or even below 3%. And they're looking at these higher interest rates that almost double of that. And yeah, there's just no incentive. So uh, you talked about the inventory here. Give us maybe a helpful tip without giving away all your secrets. Some of the things that you're finding that really wins it, is it just highest and best? Or sometimes is there another catch or something else you can do to get that offer accepted? It is not always highest and best. Uh, The key to any successful A relationship, because you do have a relationship with your buyers and your sellers, as well as your mortgage originator, is communication. So um, key element, ask the agent what is most important first and foremost because price may not be it. Um, For example, if you have a house that's listed, let's say medium price point, uh, 250,000. All right, very, very competitive market right now. So what's most important, an offer coming in that's a highest price. Okay, we really want the house, offer them 300,000. Okay, I know the house is never gonna appraise at 300,000. So then we go into appraisal gap. All right, what can you truly afford an appraisal gap? And then number three, are you prepared to pay perhaps almost $350 to $400 a square foot for a house? What's your long-term goal? Are you going to be here three years? Are you going to be here five years? Are you going to be here 10 years? All right, that's not a very um, uh, smart purchase. If you only want to be in a house for a couple of years, overpaying too much for that house. I don't want to maybe backtrack, not overpay, um, overinvest in that house um, for that period of time may not be as you know smart of a move if you really don't, you know, if you're really planning on selling it, because I can't guarantee what this market is going to be like in three years. Will you recoup that? So communication with your buyer, figure out what their long-term goals are, then you can advise accordingly. 
because price doesn't always get it. And re- being realistic, even as the listing agent, accepting an offer um, and counseling their seller on what would be the the best buyer is the buyer that's going to confidently get to closing without issues and going yeah. with a good lender without those issues, John, you pre-approving them, you knowing, knowing where their financial capability is and you also being my counterpart and advising key relationship. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I said, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, I, have, I have to head out, but I can't agree more with what you're saying. It's not always about highest and best. I recently had a couple of clients, um, get offers accepted that were not the highest, but literally made the most sense between the appraisal gap and and the timing that the sellers needed in regards to occupancy. There's other things that people are looking at. So I could not agree with more with what you're saying, but unfortunately got to head out. It was really great to get started with you guys. Have a great rest of the show. Thanks for joining us. All right. We are brought to you by, I'll do this for compliance reasons. We are brought to you by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation NMLS 2289, Equal Housing Lender, always here to provide additional information and educate families. It's crazy, Jennifer and John, you guys know it. Uh, Had a gentleman in his retirement age just call me and talking to Harvey, should I refinance this mortgage I got last year? I was shocked because last year the rates were in the 5% to 6% range and he was at 6 and 7 a. So I advised him to sit tight here for a little while. He didn't understand what a discount point was. And he had some other things going on. And sometimes we just have to tell people, you can sit tight, you're doing everything right. And if there's no reason to refinance now, you're better off just waiting it out and see what the marketplace has. So the inventory has been excruciating, painful. Um, And I like where we're going with this. So I'm reaching out to the listing agents now. And sure enough, this past weekend, my offer, uh, my pre-approval, my client, they did get their offer accepted. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kudos to the Real Estate One people out there and other agents, any of the other real estate agents out there who are willing to take the phone calls and they want to hear from the lender. They want that warm, fuzzy feeling that these clients are going to be able to close in 30 days, um, that they've already been. Uh, gone through the approval process. I don't really like, I don't like the word pre-approval anymore. The approval process, and they have those additional funds to close. And then Jen, sure enough, I was helping someone and trying to give some great advice. And if they would have hung in there and probably reached out back to me, they had three bad lenders. They have they're not educated. They're not ready to go. Their agent insulted the listing agent by providing comps and saying. This is the reason why they want to go 210 on a house that would already had bids at 225. And you talk about that appraisal gap. You, you got to be comfortable with it. Well, sure enough, had this client hung in there with me and listened to some little bit of advice, the house came back up on the marketplace mm-hmm. and we're shocked. It came back up on the marketplace. And this was interesting, Jen, and I'll let you go into it because he called the city and found out that they can have pit bulls and he has two pit bulls. And I just found out about this. And again, I love all animals and a pit bull should not be discriminated against any other animal if it's raised properly. But sure enough, these are some intricacies of any offer. There are cities out there that might have some things that don't work with your needs. In other words, you can't park your 18 wheel vehicle in an area where there's an association. They're not real fond of leaving boats there. They're not real fond of leaving campers there. So we talk about these little things, but this house came back up on the market. This person's probably not going to get it because they don't have that great real estate team, Jen. 
Right. Absolutely. Key um, communication with the agent. When you're working for a buyer's agent, you do have to cross your T's and dot your I's. You are working on behalf of that buyer. And some of those things, um, you know, as an agent, you, you have to look into it because it's not always up to the buyer. Yes, it is in a way, but you know, you're working for them. So it's like a doctor. I'm a specialist. I'm a specialist in real estate. I have to look at all of those aspects. What's important to you? A fenced yard. Okay. A fenced yard. Why? All right. Because I have these animals, you know what I mean? So making sure that that is covered prior to talk to the listing agent, again, back to communication for sure. Always. Always the communication. Um, John, any other things you'd like to bring up? This podcast, again, brought to you by Capital Mortgage Funding. You can always call us at 1-800-LOW-RATE, the best mortgage banker. If And John, you, you gave kudos to some other lenders out there, as we do. We don't, always, we don't always know the people on the other side, but we do know the difference between a real approval letter and professionalism is what Jen and I are talking about this morning here. John, what else you had happening recently on transactions that you think could have gone maybe another way? or something exciting and fun that you you got for your buyers accepted? Well, I mean, I think it's like, like Jen said, it's all about communication and finding out the needs and wants of, uh, of the um, other side of the transaction, right? You know, making sure that we're all in this together because we are, we, you know, there's one goal, get the client to the closing table, make sure they're happy, make sure they're going to enjoy their home. And that's when we get, you know, we get paid and that's, that's okay because that's the way it should be. Do a good job. Then you get paid. Um, you know, I want to just, you know, focus on that, you know, there is still a lot of opportunity out there and there is still a lot of, uh, good agents that can find you homes and get you into houses. We are seeing more and more houses come on the market. So make sure you're getting out there and, and looking, um, at a, a strong approval letter followed up by a phone call from your lender really can make the difference. Uh, we keep saying that over and over again, but it's true. It's just, it's helping and it's making sure that the client's and the lenders and everybody have good communication. Yeah. Also, like you could be the backup offer, Jen, right? You could be that backup offer and ready to go. Go ahead. I was just going to say, this is an important element because on the listing side, yes, I'm working with more buyers at the moment. Yes, I will have more listings in the moment. It's very cyclical. But one key thing is when I am a listing agent and I do receive multiple offers on properties and you do have to present all of these offers and you do have to, you know, are all the components there? Well, for example, when I see uh, Capital Mortgage, when I see their pre-approval or when I see John Kolb's name at the bottom of that letter, I know for sure, because yes, I have worked with John. I've worked with a lot of lenders. Um, that's automatically for me on the listing agent to counsel my seller or to give them a you know, uh, element of confidence in this buyer's capability, I already know, slam dunk, you know, great lender going to move forward, you know, and they become a very, you know, a very viable, perhaps top end of that qualifying of that. So, and those lenders that I'm per se not familiar with, and I'm familiar with a lot of lenders after this many years in the business, um, that they are, yes, a seasoned originator. Yes, they will bring it to closing. So um, that part I can't emphasize is so important. Yeah, Jen, a lot of folks now, again, um, overbidding, of course, maybe having to reach into their savings, um, 
maybe getting a gift letter from their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, with, home, with home prices going up, like we've seen, we don't really see that coming down. This inventory issue is really allowing for appreciation. So as much as we see now some of the local banks and credit unions are offering in the savings program and CDs, certificates of deposit, you can get four and a quarter percent uh, mm-hmm. with your money invested. So the 401ks haven't done quite that well. So as much as we haven't advised families to reach into their 401k, their savings to overbid on these homes, the truth of the matter is you need a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a good value. It's an, like you said, a long-term play. If you're thinking you're going to only keep the house for a year or two, it's not going to work. But definitely keeping the house for several years, even if you don't live there, rents have gone through the roof. So there's an there's a strategy there that right. if you overpay and you didn't plan on staying, you probably could keep it and rent that house out. We still see, I'm getting the phone calls today. I'm working with, I'm working with an investor right now that I just got introduced to. He's going to buy up anything on the lake. He doesn't care. He loves the inland lakes in Oakland County. And of course, John, you, you go up North. We talk about the up North properties. They're as hot as ever right now. John, give us a little bit about second home purchase area in Michigan. Yeah, there's not much up there. More and more people are just doing renovations to their homes, and I love it. I love seeing the uh, updates they're doing, the ideas that they're coming up with. And, uh, you know, when we do see properties, they are going for top dollar just down like here. But, yeah, like you said, inland lakes, regardless of where they are, are top dollar right now and uh, high priority. And uh, people people are not wanting to get uh, rid of their homes. They're, like I said, updating them and uh, passing them on to family, uh, making them generational. And I think that's uh, really kind of fun and key and, um, you know, kind of something that we'll probably try to do as well. Just, uh, you know, keep that keep the house in the family and, and pass it on so that uh, it, it's enjoyed for many, many, many years. Jennifer, another just one more subject and then we'll let everyone go here. Of course, it's the Hardcore Mortgage Show Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I hope we get this one out there to a lot of families. Jennifer, you got great information. We are seeing a few more of these pocket listings. And because of the lack of inventory, we're seeing more and more what John mentioned, maybe family members saying, you know what, how about, you know, hey, you could buy grandma's house. So we do see a little bit more of that. Just give us a few words on that. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Obviously, passing a house from generation to generation, not only is it sentimental and heartfelt, it just, you know, many times it does make sense. Um, the other thing I see is parents loaning, you know, either the appraisal gap monies or even downright, you know, quite a bit. But then the buyer does turn around and refinance that through, you know, their lender just mm-hmm. in order to obtain the house. Now, everyone doesn't have that luxury or that capability, but I do see that happening as well by sheer frustration after offer number 10, 12, six months down the road. Um, and it's not that the... the um, <laughs> that the sibling or the child says, oh, mom and dad, we need their help. Mom and dad just says, okay, we're done with this. We need to just get, you need to get somewhere, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, you know, parents do what they, you know, still trying to help their kids maybe. Yeah. You said the word frustration. No doubt that these buyers are several making several offers on houses. They got real estate agents and cars constantly driving around uh, with, as we said, the orange barrels up everywhere in Metro Detroit, maybe across the country right now and the lack of inventory out there, more urgency. And you have to reevaluate your team. I mean, Jen, just fantastic stuff. I brought you on as my guest. You're, you're love John Cole. That's okay. But talk about <laughs> 
people out there. I would refer, if I'm not in the business, I'm referring to John and, and our top loan officers here. And Jen, you are wonderful and one of the top agents in Metro Detroit. Jennifer Zardas, we'll let you go. Jennifer Zardas, you can find her at Caldwell Banker Birmingham. She's been around a long time. And Jen, you are way better. You're awesome at this. So uh, no. I Harvey, I look forward to doing many deals with you. We're going to come on strong. All right. So fair enough. We'll get you on the radio for sure. And thanks again for joining us. That's going to do it for the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show podcast. We will see you next Wednesday. And of course, the Hardcore Mortgage Show this weekend on 97 to 1 The Ticket. See you then.